welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Hello, Stu. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yourself? Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm stunned at the fresh-faced, fresh young boy look. For anybody that's looking at these in sequence, mate, you've uh, you've lost the beard. What's going on? What's going on? Got yourself think, a new day? It, <laughs> no, not quite. It was getting so long. I thought, right, it's got to go. And um, I'm a bit lazy, really. It's not because beards are in fashion. It's more. I'm, so lazy, I can't be bothered to shave that it, it got that long. So I thought, yeah, I'm away from like the, um, That's like the Eddie Izzard sort of fashion circle, isn't it? Because there's a kind of point, and he goes around this circle and he says, you're in fashion, you're in fashion, you're, oh, and then there's a point where you're just not that's in exactly fashion. Right. <laughs> I do that with colour. About every 10 years, because I like purpley colours. So about every 10 years, I'm absolutely on point. Um, and then the rest of the time, the other 9.8 years, uh, I'm not. Uh. <laughs> And, uh, and if it's brown, if it's brown or taup, uh, yeah. forget it. I think it's taup. Mm. Well, it might be taupe. Anyway, does anyone care? So what were we going to talk about? We were going to talk today, Stu, or in this chat, about um, conveyancing delays sort of specifically post-lockdown, really. Yeah. Um, you suggested conveyancing delays, and it suddenly occurred to me that... Um, I've not had any locum work for the last six months for obvious reasons because no solicitors have, uh, and the conveyancers have been taking hollybobs and, uh, and now lots of them are. And what I've noticed sort of coming back into um, conveyancing work after a few months away, Stu, is, um, well, clearly, as you've you know, had all along, just how stressful it is. But um, a client's expectations haven't changed and they haven't seemed to realise that the entire world has been affected by a global pandemic so if a major lender you know has a um you know a service center or a call center in another country well they're just as likely to have been affected by the pandemic as us if not more so and whilst i've got no great love for the lenders you know their um you know their staff will have been just as affected by all this as as, as us and certainly i've noticed you know a real logjam as far as lenders are concerned. So, as I say, in our sort of slightly post-lockdown world, Stu, what are you noticing as some of the real, you know, the real bottlenecks for conveyancing at the moment? Well, I think first of all, um, one point to focus on is the client's expectation. And yeah. rightly or wrongly, I would say that it's actually increased. I think where maybe people could be sitting at home, um, they could be furloughed, that kind of thing. Um, the one thing that they have to concentrate and think about um, are their property. On, on top of that, um, a lot of people, a lot of clients want to get things done, want to get it completed out of the way because of concerns they might have about further lockdown, you know, that kind of thing. So I think expectations are really high at the moment. And, you know, where bricks and mortar has been the, the safest thing for them over the last, you know, sort of three or four months, um, it's really important to them. Um, so clients' expectations are difficult to manage in, in this era. Yeah. It's not just lenders, it's, it's everybody within the industry at the moment that's under significant pressure um, due to numbers that are far, um, you know, way and above what we could have expected. You know, when, when the lockdown occurred, we, we never thought the market would come back as strongly and as quickly. And I think it's caught everybody in the industry probably by surprise. So trying to deal with that is very difficult. And of course, you know, most clients do buy with a mortgage and dealing with mortgage lenders in this climate is horrific. Um, there's, there's no way of really buttering it up, I'm afraid. And 
know we're going to yeah. give the lenders. I know we're going to give the lenders a hard time, but to put it in context, how many times have we all got on the phone and you know been holding for you know forty five minutes an hour to then be cut off? Um, yeah. That is an everyday occurrence across the office. Every single day, every single person will be holding for banks, trying to sort out getting monies in that kind of thing. Um, and, and and it's so important as well. You know, we, we send off this order form. We don't really get any kind of acknowledgement from the banks that yes, we're going to send monies on completion, that kind of thing. Um, so we must check really that the noticed, banks. Yeah, I've really noticed you actually on the lender front. Um, a number of files, and obviously as a locum, I come in, you know, completely fresh to every single file. Um, and I do make a point, actually, if something's been reported to a lender, as you know, as we yeah. very often have to do on files these days, um, I do make a point of sort of tracking the, the correspondence with the lender through, just to make yeah. sure that all those boxes have been ticked. That's one of the big risk management things I focus on. But what I've noticed on more than one file, interestingly, uh, one in particular around um, the dreaded old variation of a lease for ground rent, is that a particular lender, and I'll spare their blushes and won't name them, but they, um, they sort of give an answer on a point that's not particularly clear or that raises another question. The firm then goes back for clarification or another point, and then the lender comes back with, an additional requirement so there it's it's real shifting sands to i'm finding that you think you've got them it's like nailing jelly to the wall you yep. think you've got go ahead yep. and then suddenly they've added a another criteria and of course everybody in the chain is then getting very stressed the yep. agents on the phone all the time the mortgage advisor is on the phone all the time um you know the client obviously uh, and it's really hard to say, well, you know, lender wants something else because it always comes back to us. That point we keep that keeps recurring. I mean, is that just? Am I just unlucky with that on my file, Stu, or is that? Uh, that's more, exactly that's exactly the exactly the scenario we have. And, and just to put it into context for the non-lawyers that are watching this, um, as a law firm, you have to apply to the bank to go on their panel, which is a difficult process as it is. And if you're deemed not to carry out certain standards. Um, when you're acting for the banks, you get chucked off the panel. So we have to adhere by their criteria. We have to do what they say. In addition to that, when we act for a client buying, we most of the time also act for the lender. So the lender becomes our client as well. So we have to take instructions from them. If they say jump, we have to jump. So you know, that's why we bang on about lenders and how important they are in the process. And yet you're exactly right. It's so annoying. You know, they could have asked two questions at the time they raised, you know, the first one. They don't often work like that. Um, and the other annoying thing about the banks is you can rarely speak to the people who are actually dealing with it, the underwriters. Normally there are yeah. protected species that we're not allowed to get involved in. So yeah. it's really, really difficult. And it's something that obviously you have to get right. If there was a problem, you know, not receiving a client's mortgage advance, that the implications would be so horrific that it's something you, you can't unfortunately skirt around. No, you're absolutely right, Stu. And as I say, that's, um, you know, that sort of dialogue with the lenders, you know, everything now obviously has to be reduced in writing. I have to say, as a general observation, I still find, um, and I hate to say this, but dealing with sort of smaller local lenders, quite often smaller local building societies, generally speaking, an absolute joy 
one of them in particular, you know, as you said, Julie in underwriting, um, lovely lady in one of them. Uh, she's just an absolute joy. You give her a tinkle, say, hello, Julie, I've got this problem, you know, on this file. Can we deal with it or can't we? She says, yes, Lorraine, we can or no, Lorraine, we can't. You know, within a matter of hours, you know, I've got the letter saying yay or nay and off we go. Now, I know any big lender watching this is going to be shouting at the screen saying, yes, but they're not, you know, they're probably not a multi-squillion pound business. Well, you know, maybe being able to offer, you know, decent, decent customer service is, is still a, is still a thing. But, but actually on the issue of um, sort of lockdown delays, Stu, um, you, we've said before in our conveyancing matters chats that quite often, um, you know, it's the conveyances themselves that come in for a bit of stick. Yeah. Um, but clearly, you know, firms adapting to um, the, the market that we're in has been very difficult. Some have closed down completely. Some, you know, put the out of office on and, and aren't going to come back until until everything looks like normal if they've got a business to come back to. Others pivoted quite quickly to, to, to you know, online working and remote working at home. Yeah. But, you know, even that, there has still been, you know, quite a lot of issues for firms to manage. How have you found that? Oh, it's been incredibly difficult. It really has been difficult. You know, we've, we've had lots of staff that were initially furloughed. Um, they've now been brought back. And it's the numbers that the problem. You know, we've gone from a high on um, coming away from Brexit to an incredible low with the virus hitting, obviously. Um, and it was virtually a complete standstill. It was like somebody switching a light off. And of course, it's now somebody yeah. switched the light back on. So reacting to it is very difficult. And of course, there's lots of different sort of laws about employing staff and, and things like that that we have to be mindful of. So everything has to be done the right way. So it has been difficult. Um, but I must stress, it's not just the difficulty of us adjusting to um, sort of COVID restrictions. You know, we're not seeing clients in the office at the moment still. Um, you know, we're trying to sort of um, adhere to two-meter rulings, things like that. Um, it's not just that side of it which is difficult it's the you know the dealings you know we, we deal with multiple entities on a conveyancing transaction which range from management companies to search companies mortgage lenders the land registry the inland revenue could be residents associations uh, local authorities all sorts of different people of course every single one of them have these problems with constraints that they're working under their delays um, you know, only um, you know, last week we, we had multiple cases where we just couldn't get a, a surveyor instructed. And, yeah. um, you know, it's purely because the workloads that they're all trying to operate at the moment. So everything has a big knock-on, you know, a knock-on effect. You know, we've got multiple clients that are looking to either remortgage or sell where their purchase from six months ago still hasn't been registered at the land registry. So yeah, there are delays across the board and of course it all snowballs and it, and it all wraps up into uh, you know, a big problem for us. Well, actually, I mean, that sort, of, that sort of arcs back to where you started really, Stu, about client expectation, because of course, you know, I've always um, tried, you know, when I'm teaching this stuff to people to remind anybody who's going to be delivering conveyancing services, they have to remember that we maybe have, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 files at a time to deal with, if not more. But of course, by definition, the only transaction each individual client is interested in is their transaction. Um, quite, quite, and, quite rightly too, you know, quite rightly yeah, too. We, I mean, they, you know, exactly, clients should we have, forget that. Yeah, no, we mustn't forget that. We must always think, you know, poor us, poor us, poor us. You've got to, you know, step outside the bubble sometimes. 
uh, and the clients, you know, are buying the house of their dreams. They're looking to undertake the biggest transaction that they've ever undertaken. Um, you know, quite rightly that they, they would have expectations that they would expect us to adhere to. Um, so I think there's nothing wrong with clients having expectations. It's not something that sort of overly bothers me. I think they should have, and, and we really want to perform and meet those expectations. But it just is incredibly different, uh, sort of difficult at the moment. And I think I think also what conveyances, and again, I'm sure we touched on this before, so I won't spend too long on it. But but again, it's that age-old management cliche, isn't it? It's managing clients' expectations. You know. Um, I do think if you know we're experiencing some difficulties or um, whatever, to, it's that old sort of you know under promise and over deliver thing. <laughs> you know, um, make it clear to clients what's achievable and what isn't. But certainly, what I'm noticing to in terms, and I, this must be impacting on firms. Um, as I say, as, as a locum, I, you know, that's one of the things I do, not the only thing, thank goodness. Uh, you know, I've done nothing for six months, but now I'm suddenly getting calls from recruitment consultants pretty much, you know, every other day uh, saying, you know, can, you know, can I go to York for three weeks starting tomorrow? You know, yeah. and the answer is, well, I'm afraid I can't. Um, is, you know, lots of conveyances are now taking their hollybobs. Um, quite understandably and you know there aren't necessarily enough locums to to fill the gaps and of course to you know and I know there's um you know there's locums and there's locums I have to say I must tell you one time <laughs> the, the firm I was at we were you know the, it wasn't a bit of chaos I have to say but we had this chap <laughs> we had this locum turn up to do some commercial property work and um because actually a partner had sort of left, you know, sort of overnight, really. It was all a bit of a kerfuffle. And uh, this locum turned up sort of with his anorak done sort of right up to his neck. Do you know what I mean? He was one of those men with his anorak done right up to his neck. He'd probably got the zip mark just here. And um, so we sort of sat him down in the open plan office, but there were two doors. So there was the main door. And, um, and the, but then there was a little sort of back door in this office. <laughs> He sort of sat there for the morning and literally just, you know, moving bits of paper around the desk and not a lot else. <laughs> we thought he'd gone for lunch and by about three o'clock, we realised he wasn't sitting there. He'd literally been there for three hours. And we all looked round and said, well, what, what, what about Bob the Locum? Where's Bob gone? Right. And I looked at the chair and said, oh God, his anorak's gone. And I, we, I went to see my friend on reception and I said, Michelle, Bob the locum, has he left? You know, if we've seen him leave. She said, oh, no. And we realised he'd just sort of buggered off out the back door. He'd just gone. He'd yeah. left. He just, he lasted about three hours. It was absolutely grim. <laughs> but, um, so as I say, I mean, how do you find the sort of, um, you know, the, the, the filling in the holiday gaps, Stu? How, how does that impact on you? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's very difficult. You know, people are entitled to their holidays. You know, I, I don't think that should be something that should affect the clients. Um, I mean, within within our practice, we have sort of in-house locums that fit in, you know, around people taking holiday. But it's holiday, it's people's illness as well. You know, mm. I mean, we're, we're lucky. We haven't had anybody um, that's had the disease or anything like that. But, you know, I'm sure there might be firms out there where, you know, that, that's happened and it's, it's how they then deal with that. So it's an incredibly difficult time um, for everybody, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, no, locums, um, we've had some crazy ones in over the years. And uh, yeah, let's just say some are better than others. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably have a few people throwing things at the screen saying, yeah, we know what, we know what box you're in, Lorraine. <laughs> 
one of the crazy that's, ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's um, I think, an interesting insight for people in some of the challenges that, uh, that conveyances are facing right now. So um, I'll, uh, I'll love you and leave you for, for this conveyancing matters and uh, we'll no doubt chat about something else um, well, pretty soon, I would guess. No problem. Take care.